Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the Student Council, an educational advice podcast made for students and by students, where everyone's qualified to talk about their own experiences. My name is Carter Dvorak. This week, I am so, so excited to be joined by a dear friend, Ishika Gupta from the University of Michigan, Stephen M. Ross School of Business. Ishika, thank you for coming on the show today. I cannot wait to chat with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? Man, so much has happened in the past week. I can't even begin. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little, and this isn't my favorite moment, but this happened a little more than a week ago. I fell into the fountain. You were there. I was there. Not the funnest thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking of if you were going to mention the fountain or not. I was, like, going back and forth on it. That was... <laughs> That was a moment. Yeah, a little cheating because it didn't happen exactly a week ago, but still a highlight. Absolutely. Um, I gave myself bangs. I did karaoke with a friend. Uh, what else? I We went to a pep rally. I don't really know. I think my favorite five moments, though, five minutes of the week would have probably been cooking with a bunch of friends in my apartment for the first time and having dinner together. Even though that's not summarized in the five minutes, it was still a very fun experience to have people over and just enjoy the moments. Absolutely. I think that you have a, a smattering of great five-minute moments there, and I- I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're able to look back on the fountain fondly and laugh and that you're, on the whole, okay from that. Um <laughs> Yeah, actually, I'm also thinking about exploring the catacombs of Ross with you guys. That was also very fun. I think that might be my favorite five moments, like five minutes of the week as well, because the hidden chambers of Ross is not something you get to see every day and very mysterious. We still have to drop a coin. We still have to drop a coin from the sixth floor and see how oh my far God, yeah. it lands. We do. There's There's got to be more to explore to that building. Every single time I walk around, I find mm-hmm. some kind of new area, some new secrets. Yeah. yeah. Now, you, you're talking about your five, five minutes really teed up one of the questions I was meaning to ask, which is like, we're sophomores now, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. I always have a lot of fun. Like, I had the same thing happen freshman year when I started recording again, like as a freshman in college. And I was like, I can actually speak to the experiences that I've been asking about. But I'm curious, like, how has the start of sophomore year been for you? What were maybe some of the surprises along the lines or some of the things that you expected and they went to your expectations? How is sophomore year? It's crazy. I still can't believe that we're sophomores. Part of me is still stuck in freshman year, but at the same time, I know it's not the same. I think this summer has really separated those two, has made that transition kind of smooth, yet also a little difficult to process because freshman and sophomore year are worlds apart. I can't even begin to explain how different it feels. I think the whole dorm thing versus apartment is something that definitely takes adjusting because I have to cook for myself. I have a lot more roommates than I did before. It's You're not constantly surrounded by other people in a lobby or in a study area where you can hang out with your friends every day, but you still have to pick out those meaningful relationships that you want to maintain. And I think it definitely kicks in that we're adults and we have a lot of responsibility at this age now because last year, there wasn't any cooking. There wasn't any finding the keys to your apartment and trying not to lose $140 keys. And I think... That really speaks to how much we're growing and learning throughout this process of being in college. But in an academic sense, I'm enjoying it. I think being in Ross, we have some more core classes that we're being exposed to, like BA 200 is a bit different than BA 100 with the leadership and development and teamwork. And then TO and accounting are definitely more business oriented and require specific skill sets that BA 100 did not. So I'm enjoying the Ross curriculum and getting that exposure to these new subject matters that are going to 
useful down the line but I definitely do miss that freshman year experience with like the dining halls and the dorms and everything you capture that so well all of it all of those different pieces of it of like missing some of freshman year jumping into adulting I mean I still I'm still in the dorm life but I still even feel that transition myself of going from a resident to an RA you definitely feel a, a lot of different responsibility and you're still taking on that responsibility as now somebody who like mm-hmm. has some level of authority and some level of like you've got to make sure everybody's doing okay on the floor I also think that you lead me right into my next question which is talking about Ross and I think that it's something where when I started this whole thing, I was like really asking myself why Ross, but I'm curious, what was your kind of spurring of going to U of M, going to Ross in particular? What led you there? Yeah, my whole family, I'm actually the third generation who has come to Michigan. My grandfather studied here and then my aunt did and now I'm studying here. So it kind of runs in the family to want to be close to home because I'm from Michigan. Mm-hmm. But originally I did want to go out out of state like I wanted to challenge myself and break out of that kind of barrier that I've always been in Michigan my whole life just to get that experience but I think ultimately Michigan is a great decision and I'm so glad I came here because of the student life the rich culture of everyone having good relationships with each other and the alumni network and everything and Ross is such a great business school there's no way I couldn't let that opportunity up so I'm really enjoying it so far and there's definitely more down the line three years basically to keep going and making memories yeah you really nailed it what I was just I did a panel so I was talking about why and thinking back to why my why Michigan and I think the opportunity element of Ross in particular is really big and also as like somebody in state who definitely considered schools out of state I think I realized I realize now like had Michigan been out of state I think I still would have gone like I think that it was like mm-hmm. you know I think that there are perks of in state mm-hmm. yeah so was it like did your whole family were they Ross in particular alum or just U of M alum no just U of M my grandfather studied engineering and my aunt is a psychologist but I'm the first one to go to Ross in my family my dad studied business so that's kind of how I got interested in he was doing marketing but business was always a intriguing field for me so yeah I think what you said about if Michigan was in another state that would have been my ideal dream because I really wanted to go out of state so if they could just take the entire U of M campus and transplant that to another uh, another state or another country like that would be the best thing ever but I love Michigan so wherever it is it's still home yeah there's like I think there's Ross postgrad programs in LA so you know we can go there after the fact really good on the other side yeah. of the country yeah mm-hmm. now you kind of when you jumped into michigan i think it was really cool that you also jumped into research you did europe or the undergraduate research opportunity program uh what led you to europe what was like how did you know that research wanted to be a part of your college experience and like what does it look like to do europe in college yeah i did europe because of my high school experience i took ap caps so much as a um bi-year program with AP seminar and then AP research. So I did some research in high school and I enjoyed the process of just navigating those challenges and not being able to, because it is a very much like not defined process. Sometimes it takes a lot of courage and perseverance to try to go through those barriers or obstacles that come up because you don't necessarily know, like, especially when it's a solo project, where you're going to go, what your next step is. You can outline and create methods and surveys, but even then, there's unanticipated factors and I really enjoy just trying to go with the flow of things. So Europe is a little different than it was in high school for research because I was under a mentor. So it was their project that I was undertaking as an undergraduate student, but it was still a learning experience. I would say I didn't necessarily have as much power to 
decide the trajectory of the project, but my mentor was a great um, resource for me as I tried to go through the different steps and collect the data. I learned a lot about coding and entrepreneurship because that's a field I was interested in studying and going into as a future career path. So having someone who's vetted and has a lot of experience trying to collect data and converting that data into meaningful conclusions was very helpful for me to just like be under that mentorship and have that help. Absolutely. So you went into like business-based entrepreneurship research then when you did Europe? Yeah. So they give you a catalog of different projects, like a project book, and you can choose which one you want to go and study and focus on. But for me, I kind of narrowed it down to entrepreneurship. You don't necessarily have to do something related to the career you're studying for, but I definitely was interested in going into that because entrepreneurship is something that I don't know too much about. And venture capitalism is also another branch of that. So it was interesting to see how that unfolded. Absolutely. That that back to the question too, when you're at Ross, of course, everyone graduates with the same like bachelor's in business administration, but there's concentrations in there as well. What are you looking to really focus on and concentrate in? Yeah, right now, there's points in time. This happened in high school, too, like when I was considering a career path for college. I go back and forth, and there's so many different things that come across, like a array of opportunities that I don't really know which one I want to focus on. But originally, I wanted to do entrepreneurship. That's still a very much possibility. Um, recently, I went on a woman in finance check in L.A. last spring, and that really sprouted up this possibility of corporate finance because we toured Nike and I really enjoyed that experience of learning about how a larger company deals with its target market and advertising just the logo and the brand that they've created and then I think marketing is something possibility as well that's my dad's career like I always find it interesting and consulting also I don't really know too much about and I'd love to learn more so I'm all over the place right now I really don't I haven't picked one but I definitely think like part of the business experience is exploring and learning more and trying to narrow that down so if I can get an internship this summer or just keep attending career fairs and learning more about these different branches then that's the best way I think to go about it absolutely you mentioned there the the AWC women in finance track which is something I really wanted to talk to you about You've made some really great like LinkedIn mm-hmm. posts about the whole experience that were really fun to read. But I'm just curious, like, how did you first get involved with that group? What really is the Oc Women in Finance's mission here? I, I guess you can probably tell some of it from the name, but what does that look like from the inside? And then what was like a little bit more in depth your experience on the trek? Yeah, so three things. I'd probably say camaraderie, like that whole idea of focusing on women and building the strength and the family with people who are strong and together like those knit relationships with women i think is a it's a field where you don't really have much representation for that minority so one of the main missions of awk women in finance is to really promote the gender of women in finance and then another thing would just be the experience of visiting different companies and getting that exposure to the way that they operate on a daily basis or meeting with interns and representatives who can speak about their life day in the life and then finally just like touring or going actually physically traveling to a location i think la new york chicago those are hubs or epicenters for business and finance in general like consulting honestly any field so that experience of actually going there yourself and immersing yourself in it and taking all of that hustle bustle of the city or being 
present in that area is really important to be able to understand if that is a place you'd like to work with work in one day in the future absolutely i think that company tracks are super valuable and i think it's really cool that you know within ross there's a an organization with that mission to really uplift women in finance and like that they're really making strides at promoting that diversity and things because it's so so important in in the business industries to mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you touched a little bit on some of the student orgs, and I think that the student organizations is a pretty big part of college, U of M, Ross experience, and all of that. So I want to talk on two of them that you're a part of, which is Propel and Michigan Impact. How did you first know that these are the orgs you really wanted to join, and what have been how they affected your college experience? Yeah, so you asked about the transition between freshman and sophomore year. Um, for me, freshman year was kind of chaotic at the beginning as well because of the whole club recruitment process. Like when I was originally looking at all of the options and availability for clubs, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do because there were so many and they all had different purposes and groups of people in them. So Propel kind of drew me because of its social impact focus and then also the like the flexibility or the freedom you have to choose between consulting and entrepreneurship because as I mentioned entrepreneurship is a field that I'm interested in but there's not too many student organizations that allow you to practice that field so I am thinking about starting a club with entrepreneurship at some point down the line in my time at Ross to help promote that field a little more but I think that's what drew me to Propel and then for Michigan Impact. It was also the social impact part of it. I tried for Net Impact, but Michigan Impact was a little smaller. And um, honestly, it's the one I got into. So I didn't really have a choice there. Like I, I wanted to join it, but I couldn't do Net Impact. So um, I enjoyed like the sustainability part of Michigan Impact because investment and finance are fields that you don't really know too I didn't know too much about and with this club I was able to learn about things like ESG and specific factors that help businesses be more mindful of their social mark that they leave yeah those are both really cool and really impactful and I'm glad they've been able to teach you great things and I'm certain that you've been able to uh have a really big impact on those orgs. I really like that about Propel in particular, that like it's a consulting club that's a little bit broader than maybe some of the other ones, which I think is really unique. Right, and then I've also met like a lot of my great friends through Propel. I think if you have an organization where everyone has similar objectives or they're like-minded, then you can meet a lot of the people with the same goals and ambitions as you. So some of the best friends I've made in Ross are, because it's also a, a club that's open to anyone in Michigan. So don't have to just be a business major and i met a lot of great people from that club that is awesome i'm really glad that even in the business orgs it's open to everybody because i think that that makes such a, a profound impact and such better teams when you're coming into like teamwork and project work and consulting clubs and just a better way to mm-hmm. broaden those horizons for you know students who aren't in ross to get involved in the program for those in ross to meet people outside of it i think it really is beneficial on both ends yeah definitely yeah Now I'm very excited to transition into the questions I love to ask everybody, the Stuco questionnaire. A lot of just kind of fun, general, rapid-fire-ish questions. Take as much time as you'd like. I feel like I said rapid-fire when I first made them, and then I realized, like, none of these are rapid-fire. These are all kind of, some of them are. Anyways, what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody's given to you? This isn't something a person has said to me. It's more from the Instagram self-improvement reels that I saw. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was basically like failure. I don't really remember 100%. It was like the dynamic between success and failure. How people who are afraid of failure would never start or something. Like, don't let that be a setback or an obstacle in in your ambition and the goals that you've set for yourself. Because... If you're if that's the only outcome you're focused on, then of course you're not going to get anywhere or start. So I think 
the most important thing about anything is starting and taking that leap of faith, which failure can definitely be something if you're worried about that, then like, and also like the only way people learn is by failing. People don't talk enough about failure and they only talk about success, but I think you need to also focus on both things. I completely agree. I think that that is great. I think that there's some sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy in the fear fear of failure sometimes if you really take it to the nth degree where it's like you're so worried that you're going to fail so you don't start so kind of inherently you Mm -hmm. don't succeed. Uh, It's an interesting roundabout about that. And I also completely second your idea that like transparency and the emphasis of failure and learning is something that is really good to acknowledge and talk about. Now, do you have an ultimate tip for somebody going into college? I don't know. It's kind of hard because sometimes people say it's like have fun, but then also focus on your academics and doing like having a successful career. So I would just say to reach really deep within yourself internally and try to understand what it is that led you to come to that college or what your goals are for the future and don't kind of tune out the other voices or sounds that are around you, but also stay true to yourself. And it's good to listen to other people's perspectives, but their experience doesn't dictate your future or what you do in your life so that was so good my wow okay i love that might be i think the best way of of phrasing that that i've heard that was really wise and thoughtful and i think the best way of tackling (laughs) that question of like do you go here to like make memories and just have fun do you go here to really learn everything and how do you tie that knot and i think that looking inward and being true to yourself is a really great way I'm stealing that answer if anybody asks me that, just so you know. But... Okay, but I do have to admit, like, it's not easy to no. do. I'm still struggling to do that. Like, it's it's easier said than done, which is definitely the, the challenging part of it. Like, you can know that you have to do that, but actually the process of applying it isn't always straightforward and cut clean. So I myself am trying to reach within and understand the answer to that question, but it's something to keep in mind for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you're right. It's a great thing to acknowledge. Every, I feel like, you know, every piece of advice is so much easier said than done. And by no means is any piece of advice from any episode, anything that I've said or on the show is prescriptive, right? Like it is something that I think is nice to hear and to kind of find what really resonates and then go on from there. But like, certainly you can't follow every wise word that you hear. And you, yeah. have to, you have to navigate some of that ambiguity amidst the whole process <laughs> yeah we love to navigate ambiguity because that's where the, the most progress is made that's where the magic happens now what were your expectations yeah. going into college and how did the reality of that compare i think going back to that question like people always told me oh college is the best time of your life you're gonna make the best memories and it is true i've definitely we made a, a lot of fun memories like kayaking falling into a fountain um a lot of water lining falling <laughs> in your college memories yeah i i think that's just the me thing it's not college it's just me um but it it's true like college is something you make the best lifelong friendships you meet a lot of different people especially being at umich there's diversity everywhere you look in every corner and coming into contact with people who share different perspectives and backgrounds with you is invaluable. In high school, it's not true that you don't get that, but I think in college, it's just more refined and more obvious that you can make those relationships stronger. So I think the people is one part of it. And then just like the independence and being away from your family, even if you live in Michigan or you're from out of state or even a different country, like people struggle with that adjustment and getting used to being in a different space for so long so i think independence is something that you have to just 
embrace and take on and enjoy, but it's not easy by any means either. Absolutely. Again, you phrased that really well. Like, I think it's a good thing to eventually embrace, but man, I it took me a minute, those first kind of weeks, months of college to really get adjusted to that whole new phase of life. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you have a dorm room or even an apartment essential item that you would recommend to somebody? I don't know. Wait, I feel like I need to go to my apartment right now and like look. Yeah, just like explore. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm trying to think. Um, this is, like, dumb shower shoes, I guess. Like, having a pair of shoes for when you go into the bathroom and you're trying to take a shower because other people, like, it's not the best hygiene to have not not have shoes. I don't know. It's a weird answer. It's not. Okay, it's it's not a weird answer for many reasons. One, because I discovered shower shoes from when I first did this show. Like, as a senior in high school, asking people that question, like, somebody said shower shoes never thought about that before literally changed the game of everything like it is truly an essential that if you're going to college get a pair of just like slides shower shoes you know any like a rubber single material shoe that'll not like soak in a whole bunch of water use it live by it swear by it entirely you need it (laughs) yeah 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 i think it is an essential for sure Ten thousand percent now you're out of the freshman year experience you're no longer on a dining plan but do you remember did you have a preferred dining hall freshman year and do you have like a favorite bite of food that you've had in ann arbor as a whole um okay in ann arbor as a whole or in the dining hall either either or both if there's any dining hall meal that stuck out to you if there's not that's fair like if there's just a meal from Ann Arbor that really stuck out to you. Yeah, so the best dining hall I really like it's weird because me and my friend made a made a mission or made it a point to go to every single dining hall on campus possible freshman year. So we went to Bursley, we went to Oxford, Markley, places that you don't necessarily go every day because I was on the hill, so Mojo is where I would usually go and then East Quad and South Quad were also some great options. But my favorite place, like my favorite dish that they had was the simplest item that you could ever imagine, but it was so good. Like every single time I was in the area, I would try to get it. It was the grilled cheese at South Quad because that was just to die for, like on fire, phenomenal. The cheese and the, the grill, like everything about it was so good. Um, and then in Ann Arbor as a whole, I really like to go to Charlie's. They have the best breadsticks and their burgers are really good too. I have never heard somebody talk about the grilled cheese from South Quad that way, but I completely agree with you. <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. for me, that sandwich is just, like, grilled in, like, greasy nostalgia, but I love it so much. <laughs> the gre- okay, the greasy part is the part you can, like, ignore and forget mm-hmm. exists, yeah. because the other parts of it make up. It's, like, it's so good that you forget that it's unhealthy. Like, with the little tomato soup on the like, side. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about the grease. Uh, it's my favorite song <laughs> from Encanto. Anyways. Oh, you, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have a moment from high school that you still think about? Mm, I, like, in high school, had the best group of friends. Every day at lunch, I would sit with them, and I went to homecoming and home with them, so... I miss that with my friends, like, just seeing them every day because it was a smaller group of friends. Like, I got to meet them at lunch every single day, but now kind of we've, we're not grown apart, but we're obviously in different areas of the state or even the country, so I don't get to see them on a daily basis. But, um, yeah, I still think about the friendships that I made in high school and how those, like, you really get to know who your friends are and who's going to stay with you in, in your life because if you can maintain a friendship for more than three, four, five years, then... It's a strong, close friendship for sure. Yeah, 
I would even second that with in our unique high school experience in particular, where like we had to maintain that friendship where like half of our high school ostensibly was affected by COVID-19. Like, well, all of it starting March of sophomore year onward, but like maintaining friendships through the pandemic, not even not just through like the first like three weeks where everyone's on Zoom, but through like September, October, November, as people are virtual or in person and navigating all of that, I think like really does show how you can build such strong connections in that period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pandemic was a spin that none of us had thought would happen. But no. For some people, it grew them like it helped them grow closer to their friends, and other people, it kind of affected their social life. So I think the isolation was it wasn't fun, but after that, you really you learn to value those friendships more because if you didn't get to see your friends every day, then you think about them, and when you see them again, you you really miss that experience. So absolutely, I second all of that. Now, do you have a song that got you through either high school, college, a period of school, a song that you have put on a school survival playlist? Wait, I want to go through my playlist really quickly. Please do. There's a lot of good songs that I have. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt. I don't know if it's a specific song, but in high school, I was really obsessed with like Spanish music because it was a language that I really enjoyed learning about and the culture, the songs behind it. So I think just in general, I'd say that genre of Spanish music or music in spanish because i like its lyrics like listening to the lyrics practicing i like music in general so just combining those two um hobbies or passions together mm -hmm. do you have a favorite art a spanish artist that you would listen to a lot mm, yeah what's his name wait what is it alvaro soler is a really good artist um yeah and then davicio and i think those are the, the two main ones that i really listen to Okay, I like it. That's cool. It's always fun to add on some diversity to the mix. So I'll probably put on like an Alvaro Soler song on the playlist and <laughs> have that little representation. Are you familiar? With no. Yeah. Are you familiar with the songs? Okay, then we have to I change am. that. I, uh, we will change it. I will. I will add him to my <laughs> followed on Spotify, and I'll just crank him on and see what happens. Yeah, there's just some songs that I'll listen to and like go crazy. Just enjoy the music and the rhythm and. I think any kind of music, even Kumbi music, songs in English, they all have different feelings to them. So I enjoy just the emotion, the process behind exploring those different emotions. I completely agree. I think it's always fun to listen to, to songs in other languages. Like I'll, I'll do like Afro beats from time to time and I always like, those are always mm. really good. I'll run to that. I've run to that yeah. in the past and that's like a nice, like I have to do kind of an endurance thing. It's nice to just pop that on and go for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the the in, like the playlist you make for running and stuff is really important too. Ten thousand percent. Like the one that we did in the ARB. Um I ended up putting Lost in the yeah. Woods. I put Lost in the Woods at the end of that playlist <laughs> after the run. So whenever I go back to it, That's it just the like perfect song on. because we were lost in the woods. We were lost like, in we the woods. We literally were lost in the woods. <laughs> Like, in the middle of the ARB, no idea where to go. Noah Zimmerman led us astray. Um, I serious. Why would they put stairs? Anyways, anyways. Uh, what would you tell your freshman <laughs> self in college? No, yes, and your freshman self in high school. Don't do a 5K. Okay, I'm Don't do a 5K um, in the ARB. That's sus. Um, it is. My high school self in college. Wait, wait, what is the question? Um, what would you tell your freshman self in college and your freshman self in high school? Like, a piece of advice or anything wait like if i could go back in time mm -hmm. if you could go back in time and have a conversation with them and give them one piece of advice like they're two different people my freshman Th self and my high school self yeah freshman college freshman high okay. school. okay oh freshman in high school okay 
Got it. Um, mm-hmm. So even though like friendships are important, I think RSC really helps with that. Meeting the people that I would be close to for the rest of my time in college. I still did struggle with making friends both freshman year of high school and college. Uh, I think in freshman year of high school, like there were times where I'd sit alone at lunch or I didn't really know anyone because I was taking classes with people who were like three years, two years, one year older than me. So they were nice people, but I didn't really know them to that level. And I was kind of missing out on that piece of hanging out with people my own age. And that was a difficult part. So I would say my advice would be to just like, don't be afraid to meet new people, but also have patience and it's okay if you don't really know who the people you're gonna stay with throughout high school or throughout college are because sometimes I would kind of feel oh I don't really have any friends or I don't know anyone but that's perfectly fine because having trust in the process and having the faith that eventually I would meet the people that I grow really close to is something that I think would have gotten me through those times because it was worth it like I've met like if you don't meet the people you're going to go real close to in that moment, eventually you will. And those relationships are really valuable. I completely agree with all of that. I, I can re- empathize and relate to those experiences, freshman high school, freshman college, and yeah, being lucky and making friend groups that lasted, making friend groups that didn't. And I think both of those kind of almost going back to, not that it's a failure if you have a friend group that like doesn't stick, but that notion of like, Mm-hmm. not every friend group needs to be lifelong and that is that teaches you a lot too that can help you grow relationships in a lot of ways as well so like i think that's really important to, to yeah. talk about and to highlight and sometimes it just yeah sometimes it just takes time to meet those people that are going to like have close relationships with for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. if you don't like meet them right away then it, it might just mean they're not the right people that are for you yeah absolutely and and if you're somebody who's like seeing the freshman your friend groups running around like they're not they, they will change like i guarantee you mm-hmm. like you know they will continue to change and to grow and evolve in in better ways and in ways where they're not going to be as connected in the future like across the board nothing i feel like they're never a fixed thing in time like they're never going to be fixed and that's going to be how they are for the rest of time it's always going to be growth and evolution and ambiguity and everything else mm-hmm. so true yeah mm-hmm. well Ishika, that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for coming on it was a great time to talk with you i was so excited to like finally have this conversation i feel like we've known each other for so long at this point i'm just like ready to jump into a podcast and have these really cool conversations yeah thank you for having me it was a lot of fun and i look forward to seeing the other podcasts that you make and hearing about people other people's experiences but mm-hmm. i think we should do a flip the switch and have you do a podcast about you oh yeah that's something that's already happened it, it definitely has in the all whenever i can't find a guest i usually just kind of ramble about my life for like 15 minutes and then call it a day <laughs> um but I think it flipped the switch. I think getting, let's just say the group chat on, like one microphone, like seven people, mm. um, free for all, I think would be really fun too. Yeah. But definitely. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, maybe you could like find someone else with a podcast and do like a meet, meeting of the podcast or something. Yeah. Apparently there's somebody in our BBA year that also has a podcast and like other people in college who have one. And I'm like, okay, like I might have to do some collabs at some point which will be exciting yeah that'd be really cool yeah now ishka do you have anything you want to plug share promote send the listeners to okay (laughs) okay the video of me falling the video of me falling in the fountain okay Um, if you if you want to laugh for the day like that's a great way to just i don't know what to say about that it's 
it's an experience and it's something that doesn't happen every day especially like the tradition of walking the fountain as a freshman I guess it was karma or like a sign that I didn't belong in that fountain <laughs> which is why it was just so mean and like vicious and cruel but yeah yeah if, if you want a good laugh for the day that's definitely something that will it's unforgettable it is unforgettable i can link that tiktok or that video in some capacity in the description <laughs> and i yes that was a moment i feel like i i, I look equally goofy in that video because you fall and i just like <laughs> freeze i straight up like stand there and look down like huh it was oh my goodness that was yeah you i don't tell... think anyone expected that no no, by no means did anyone expect that. Did that you was, tell your family? That was supposed to happen. No, like yeah, your no, aunt I and your grandfather, like who came <laughs> to this university, had they? Did they do that when they came? I don't think they did that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think anyone did that. <laughs> like not just falling, but going through the fountain at all. Oh no, I haven't really. Like I don't think I sent the video to them. I sent it to my mom and my brother, and they were like just completely. What happened? Like, what's wrong with you? Why? Why are you so clumsy? To have to, like you had one job, and you ended up falling into a fountain. Like, but yeah, I can definitely share it with them and see mm -hmm. their reaction as proud alum of the future of our university. Yeah. This is, we are the greatest university in the world with an enthusiasm <laughs> unknown to mankind and a fountain with a bloodlust also unknown to mankind. But welcome yeah, to the University of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, it goes both ways. It does. It was, that was a good time. <laughs> like, in the way in which, like, everything was okay. I'm really glad that, like, outside of maybe some of the emotional effects and ramifications, like, you didn't act, like, everything was okay. Oh, every time I walk by that fountain. I, same. I, I think of that. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> the, the ironic thing, too, with that was that when I was, like, I was just, I've been taking videos throughout the week of, like, oh, look, little videos on campus, and put it together in a vlog. Like, two days before that, the, the fountain had had, like, you know, that, like, light, like, reflection. So, like, the sun was shining off the fountain, it was bouncing off the water, had this really cool rainbow color spectrum that I, like, took a video of. And then I was like, just kind of stringing that together. And I you know, looked at that old fountain video with new eyes. And I'm like, this is some foreshadowing. Because um, then it's like, when yeah, we're there. Yeah, it's pretty on the other side. It's not. And it's yeah. like dark and it's kind of mysterious and gloomy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. I'm glad that you've, you've handled that quite well, I have to say. I think that I commend you for brushing yourself up, getting up out of the water and, uh, being able to have a laugh about it now thanks yeah yeah but you have a great story any you have your fun fact locked in now like <laughs> with that or with so many other things if you don't need to it, it always depends on the circumstances but if you need like a fun fact to really start a conversation or like, like two truths and a lie that's like yes the perfect one. <laughs> that's a perfect two truths and a lie <laughs> yeah oh it'd be yeah. incredible yeah well thank you so much for coming on ishika i will absolutely link the fountain video in the description thank you listener <laughs> for listening to the student council my name is carter Dvorak. that is ishika gupta ishika do you have any other final words before we head out of here mm, go blue go blue if you want to find us, our Instagram is at sucopod. Our email is sucopod at gmail.com. Wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors. The Student Council is adjourned. Go Blue!